Welcome to Huddle Up, brought to you by the Fields Auto Group. Jaguar senior writer John Osher, NFL Network analyst and former Jaguar Bucky Brooks, and senior reporter J.P. Shatterick bring you the latest on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Huddle Up starts right now. And welcome in. It's the first Huddle Up of the season. J.P. Shadrick with John Osher. No Bucky Brooks today. He is out in Seattle for NFL Network. We'll get him a little later, of course, uh, next week. We'll try again. It has his name on the show. He will be with us throughout this season, of course. Uh, plenty going on. Plenty to get to in today's uh, uh, show. The training camp dog days are here ahead of the preseason week one game at the Dallas Cowboys coming up on Saturday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Playing time, a question mark, and uh, some answers today from Doug Peterson. We'll hear coming up and uh, plenty to get to. Let's hear from the Jaguars head coach. He spoke with the media earlier today before the training camp practice here at the Miller Electric Center, and the question was about the playing time. He brought it up on NFL Network the other day, reiterate, reiterated it this morning. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's important for them to play, uh, to feel the, you know, um, I think the excitement um, around a game, um, you know, don't plan on playing them long at all, but uh, just want to get them, uh, get them in, get them out, and, and uh, you know, but yet still get, get some quality work in. Full press conference for Doug Peterson, available on Jaguars.com and the Jaguars YouTube channel. John Osher, good afternoon. Yeah, it's a misnamed show today. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, right. it's Huddle Up With. It, it's with a, us. And I... <laughs> You know, we mentioned the dog days. Uh, I think we're past it. I think the dog days were this last weekend, and now I, I feel like it's the home stretch of camp. And uh, because of the new preseason schedule, new starting last year, um, this week feels game week-ish. And then I think next week will feel very game-like being in Detroit. Uh, so we're through it. I mean, it's, it's uh, one more open practice here and then up in Detroit. So uh, dog days behind us. As Doug Peterson just said there, I mean, he wants to see some guys on the field. You may not see some guys on the field very long, but uh, they'll dress them out, they'll roll them out there. And, and if the offense, I think, John, if they have a good drive, if they get, you know, they spread the ball around to yeah. some key pieces on offense, they get six, seven, eight plays and finish with some points, uh, go over and drink some Gatorade. Yeah, it, it feels like, if it's a three and out, if it's a one first down on the first drive, then he'll play him again. If it's an extended drive where you feel like they got uh, a touchdown, a field goal, as long as they got the situations they want to see, um, I'm sure Doug would like to see a third and long, a third and short, yeah. you know, different stuff uh, so that Trevor and the receivers can get his eyes on it. If there's something they wanted to get to, yes – I don't think there were times where I was covering the Colts. You know, I used to cover the Colts. Imagine right? that. Um, I know the, it's been a long summer not doing shows, but I, I did not forget that. That if they had two three and outs, Peyton still wanted to go back. You know, he wanted to get a good feeling out of that. And I, and I would say, no, you, you know, you had your chance this time. You know, that's what we're doing. I don't think they'll go more than two series. And uh, it certainly sounds like the blueprint. Uh, you're going to see. 10 to 12 good plays from the starters, as long as those starters aren't rookies. You know, Anton Harrison's going to play deeper. 
I think you're going to want to see a good section of the rookie class, a good section of that group that we've been talking about when we say also. I think that also group's going to get uh, deep into the third quarter. Well, uh, that's coming up Saturday. There's one more practice uh, tomorrow. I think they've uh, got some work here on Friday before hopping on the plane Friday afternoon to head to Dallas. And, of course, the game is a Saturday afternoon at AT&T Stadium. Uh, overall, this training camp for Trevor Lawrence, um, it's been fun to watch, actually. Him be able to spread it out to all these playmakers and his uh, knowledge at the line of scrimmage is much sharper, it feels like. He said that the other day as well. But uh, he also said he, he certainly has the confidence in this scheme going into year number two. Yeah, I feel really comfortable. I feel really confident. Um, I feel like that's me, but that's also the other guys. We've, we've had so much experience together and so many different situations we've seen. It's nice to be able to lean on those when you come out, you know, for your second camp in this system to lean on some, you can go back to week, whatever, 14 last year. I remember checking this play against this team and this coverage. And so the, the call comes up again and you see the same thing. It's like, all right, you remember when we did this and you can just get to it quick. So I think that is, um, that's so valuable when you, you think about an offense and just being able to do that and get yourself in the play that you want. And as a quarterback that I feel confident and I can just go play free because I know what I want, I know what I like, and I know what my guys are good at. You know, there was a – I forget which practice it was, but they ended their portion of the team uh, down near the goal line, and uh, he finished with a pass to the back left corner, touchdown to Zay Jones. Mm -hmm. I believe it was Sunday. Uh, but right before that play, he made a quick check at the line, and one little motion, Zay got it, and boom, it was wide open in that back left corner. That kind of adjustment at the line, it's not just him – Obviously, he needs to know it, but everybody around him needs to be on the same page as well. And you've got so many returning pieces, John, on this offense. Ridley's getting up to the speed as well, it feels like. Uh, they can just build upon that base of knowledge that they have from a season ago. Yeah, let me let people in on a little secret. If an offense is good, it's supposed to look easy during training camp at times. Not all the time, but your overall impression is that it's easy because guess what? You can't hit the quarterback. <laughs> when you're thudding, JP, you know, thud practice. I mean, thud hitting is when you come up and you make the play essentially, but then you don't tackle them to the ground. Yeah. Well, a lot of times those plays turn into what we all think are long yardage plays because they're not tackling. So overall, it's supposed to look better for the offense because of those situations, and it looks easy at times for this offense. Uh, won't be as easy once it starts, but – everything looks more comfortable for the kid, meaning uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, things are quicker. He's seeing it easier. He's getting in and out of plays more. He's completing more passes uh, because he's got four receivers who are supposed to be able to beat double teams. And so he's got an open guy a lot. Uh, that's not an indictment on the Jaguars' defense. That shows you how this offense is going to be. And when you're not tackling to the ground, when you're not tackling uh, – Offensive football in training camp is uh, supposed to be pretty good, and it's been pretty good so far. I talked to Andre Cisco after practice today. I kind of asked him something like that. What's it like to defend these guys, and, and how has Trevor progressed, like seeing and looking you off? And he's, it's a total night and day. I mean, over the last yeah. couple of years for the quarterback, and then uh, having to keep track of all these guys and where they're going and the way they run routes. I mean, he, he said he sees all these highlights on TV. It's like – our guys look better than, than some of these. I mean, it's highlights yeah. on TV, but he he had uh, 
glowing things to say about how the receivers run and how this offense can can really get some. They're work a really done. hard team to cover, Jay. And, and right. it, it's uh, all the stuff we talked about all off season: adding Ridley, adding Bigsby, adding Brenton Strange, even adding Garrett Prince, who we didn't talk about a lot in that vein. But it, it's clear to me that he is going to be a factor in that group. Um, Every, every one of these guys can do things. Every one of these guys has skills they'll take advantage of. Uh, I don't necessarily like to predict greatness until we see greatness. But this has a chance as an offense with an ascending Trevor Lawrence, adding Ridley, and sort of knocking these other guys back down into different roles. And when I say that, Christian Kirk doesn't have to be a one this year. Mm-hmm. He can go do what he does really well a lot. Zay Jones, all of a sudden, you know, this is a guy that probably won't see a whole lot of double teams. If I'm Zay, I'm doing a little dance in the corner going, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, if you can't double team Zay Jones or Christian Kirk, look out. So it, there's an awful lot here that makes you think we could be on the verge of seeing something special. And until we see it, it's not there. But there's an awful lot. I mean, and yeah, I think Brenton Strange to me is a guy nobody's talking about right now. Every day he makes a decent play, mm-hmm. and that's all you need out of him is making decent plays. You don't need to be a superstar. So you got another tight end. But if right. he, one more guy who can who can convert third and seven, well, you know, now you're adding those things up. Uh, it, it's going to be really interesting. I. And it, and it could be really fun. And the other part of this, too, yes, we're talking about the passing game, but if, you know, all of a sudden they're bringing extra guys in the defensive backfield to cover all these guys, they're going to hand the ball off. Mm-hmm. If it's a light box, they ETN and Bigsby are, are licking their chops, too. Yeah, and... And this offensive line. We talked a lot in, uh, when Bucky was... I remember Bucky? He... We talked a lot about this offense after the draft now being an offense that was going to look like a Peterson offense in Philadelphia. And what we meant by that was able to use a lot of different parts, able to have options in the backfield, options a receiver, multiple tight end looks. Um, You get the idea that all the things we thought we'd see from a versatile Philadelphia offense we're seeing come to fruition. Tank Bigsby and Travis Etienne maybe in the backfield at the same time, maybe not, splitting them wide. Uh, When Doug got here, Bucky talked a lot about everybody in the skill positions knowing all the other roles. That's right. Yep. That's how it's starting to look. And it's, uh, again, it's going to be really, really interesting. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks is brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury. FieldsAuto.com. Plenty ahead. Defensive talk when we come back. We'll hear from Jaguars middle linebacker Foye Aluakan discussing the communication of the defense so far. If you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With our bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just $58 per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall and visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. This is Huddle Up with or without Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. 
I like our communication right now. We still got a whole bunch of plays out there, but you know, for us, it's about matching what we got so we can start expecting what they got. Um, being able to switch, you know, wherever a blitz pattern or something, or switch a coverage or something. Empty checks, you know, weird look checks. Uh, being able to be on the same page, that's what's really important at this point of the season. And uh, so we can all play faster when the, when the real season starts. That's Foyer Aluakan, the Jaguars' middle linebacker, the back-to-back leading tackler in the National Football League last year with the Falcons, two years ago rather, and then last season, of course, with the Jaguars. Year two with the Jags for Foyer coming up. And uh, it's a defense uh, as we welcome you back to Huddle Up without Bucky Brooks today. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier. Uh, Bucky working NFL Network today in Seattle. We'll uh, get him next week if the uh, schedule works out. We'll uh, be here at 4 o'clock each and every Wednesday um, there's, you know, from here to eternity. Well, yeah, how about that? <laughs> That's what we're going to do. My attorney's coming up fast, JP. <laughs> so, all right, defense. Um, and we've talked about this on different shows. I know you guys have probably touched on it on the on Jags AM, which is a great new named program. Um, but, you know, there's not a lot of new frontline mm-hmm. faces. They're counting on development. They're, to, they're counting on uh, continuity of this group. And everybody taking a step, and that includes Oluokun, who's, as we said, back-to-back has led the league in tackles. But those young guys around him, Walker and Muma and Devin Lloyd, you know, at some point, Josh Allen going back to form from his rookie year, right? I mean, this all has to work in, in unison as a group, and that's kind of what they're betting the farm on here. Yeah, and I think the angst over the pass rush and what this defense wasn't last year has gotten lost a little bit and people ask me why didn't they go out and do more in free agency well they were fourth in the league in takeaways last year and 12th in points allowed yeah there's sort of a perception of when people talk that the Jaguars offense is great and the defense is terrible that's not accurate I this was a good defense in a lot of situations last year, and it struggled in some certain areas. But I go back, and I'm, I know you read the answer, JP. Somebody just said, well, an argument can be made that the defense lost the game in Kansas City because Chad Henney went 98 yards. <laughs> well, the defense also had some really good series early in the third quarter, and the offense didn't go down and tie it. You know, so, again, I think this offense is going to be great, but – for a couple of series there, the defense did its job. In the NFL, they gave up 27 points in that game. I think Doug would be the first to tell you, we could have gone and gotten 30. You yeah, know, that's true. We had been doing that. Yep. So this idea that the defense is, it, is this defense that finished 32nd in the league and it, it was just a sieve, I, I don't buy it, and you're bringing everybody back. You're in your second year under same defensive coordinator. Continuity is not as good blindingly important on offense. People don't talk about it as much. But continuity on defense here, I think, will make a difference. I think they're going to be a good, solid defense against the run, which will get them in better pass rushing situations. And a team that finished third in pressures last year, Mm -hmm. if they get a little better in the pass rush, if they get a few more leads and in better situations, I think the pass rushing, I don't expect them to be a 70-sack team like the Eagles were last year. But can you get better can you force some things i don't think the defense is this tragedy that people tend to make it out to be i think that's a little bit overblown right now 
Brinson Buckner told me the other day that they had 29 missed sacks yeah. that they claimed. So you get 10, 15 of those. Right. Half of them. Now, I don't know that they Tackling are... Tackling problem, not a, a rush problem right. is the way he phrased it. You know, I don't know that the two edge guys are 15 sack edge guys. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they are, but I think Josh Allen is very capable of getting double-digit sacks. I think Trayvon can get that number up to eight or nine, you know, something in there. But as a group, I do think this Jaguars defense can overall pressure the quarterback. You get something out of Roy Robertson Harris. You get something out of, you know, I think Foyer is better. Um, I just don't, I think the angst over this pass rush, to me, people say, well, why don't they go get a veteran pass rusher? I said all off season, I don't sense that the people putting this thing together think that that is as urgent or as much of a disaster as outsiders do. We'll see who's right. By the way, I mean, you know, Jaguars were 24th in the league in total defense, total yardage allowed per game. It's about 353 yards per game, right? To get in the top 10, they only need 29 less yards per game. Yeah. And it's a drive. Get off the field one extra time. And all of a sudden, you're in the top 10, at least in yardage. Right. And the perception changes. And the turnover thing. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, there's some people who look at turnovers and say, well, it's not, you're not going to get that many every year. Or I wonder the pressures they got last year, and they were third in the league in pressures. To me, most turnovers are created off of riotous moments or uh, disruption when you're getting the quarterback when you're affecting things you know it'll be interesting to see this year were the turnovers sort of a one-year thing or they are they again a turnover producing team um if you're a turnover producing team in this league that makes up for a lot of flaws elsewhere on defense uh i think the pressures last year largely created a lot of those situations they took advantage of it uh the biggest turnover of the year uh uh, yeah. Josh Allen picking up the ball, week eighteen, going in, came off a blitz, uh, came off off good rush. So, um, again, I I just think we're jumping the gun a little bit on on this notion that they are a deficient front seven that can't affect the quarterback. I think they're a much more solid front seven than observers are thinking. I think it that's become a narrative. Uh, that I'm not sure adds up as much, but it still is going to take that whole front seven yeah. as a unit doing it. They, a like group. you said, they yeah. don't they don't have Von Miller on his own, you know. No, but but uh, those guys can get better on their own. What I think they're looking at, and Doug alluded to this the other day, and it's interesting. Devon Hamilton, Roy Robertson, Harris, and Foley Fadakasi. When they're talking about Foley, every time somebody talks about it, he's looking much much better than he did going in. If those three guys and Foyer in the middle, and I think their safeties are good, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're really strong up the middle. And if you're strong up the middle, then all of a sudden you're in a lot more third and eights. And there's a huge difference in the league between rushing the passer on third and four and rushing it on third and eight. And I'm a broken record on it, but if you're leading late in games, your sack numbers go up because everybody's coming off and the quarterback has to hold the ball longer. It's just a different thing. They're having to throw lo- uh, further downfield, which gives you that half, half more second. Um, I'd be surprised if the rest of this looks like you think a good rushing team and, and an offense that's really good. 
I'd be surprised if the sack numbers for this team don't go up and people are happier with it. Plenty ahead on the program, and Jags fans want customized Jaguars furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair, furniture for fans. The Jaguars and the Cowboys coming up Saturday in Arlington, Texas. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks from the Jaguars Digital Network. You know, Devon really showed up, you know, last year. Um, that's why he, you know, he got the extension. We wanted to keep him around. He's one of the guys, one of the leaders on the team, on the defense. And, you know, he's, he's a big, powerful guy, you know, um, in there as a D lineman. And, he can he can generate some push and, and that's what you want in the middle of your pocket right um and and he's really a, a good run defender and and so you know all those things we've seen the same things you know this camp with him you know when the pads are on and and uh, his physicality and um you know what he brings to that d-line that's head coach Doug Peterson discussing Devon Hamilton, Jaguars defensive lineman. We just touched on him a moment ago. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, or without Bucky Brooks today. He'll be back with us hopefully next week. He's out Let's in Seattle. Let's make a new graphic. Let's just see. <laughs> Huddle Up without Bucky Brooks. It'll, right. it'll, it'll be edgy. Nobody will quite know what to expect, so I think we're there. We're uh, going to work on the schedule with him, but all right, we'll be here at 4 o'clock each Wednesday. But uh, it is training camp. It's that time of year. Bucky's all over the – uh, the league, so um, of course he will be with the team in Dallas as the uh, television analyst mm-hmm. on the preseason TV games. So uh, you'll see Bucky very, very soon. Uh, speaking of Devon Hamilton, he talked about the extension there. Doug Peterson, three years, $34.5 million reportedly, including $10 million signing bonus, $20 million guaranteed. Um, hey, uh, for the big fella up front who played well, obviously, last year. And, um, you know, I was talking to uh, – Buckner said this to me the other day, the interviews on the official Jaguars podcast network. You know, he, he's dropped a little weight. He mm-hmm. used to be a little bit just heavier, and he's not a fat guy, right? He's just a big body in the middle and can move too. And the first week or so of, of the one-on-ones, Jeff Lagerman really was like, man, this – He's been the most consistent of the pass rush types in, yeah. in, in the interior. Yeah, and I think Jeff be the first to tell you, probably he didn't expect that his first year. I mean, I'm talking to Logs and, you know, not necessarily blown away by Devin's ability to, to uh, penetrate. Yeah. And I think it speaks to uh, what we talk about a lot. People always want to assume that, Players come into the league and what they are in their first eight games is what they are as a player, and he was a bust, and he was not a good player. Well, Devon Hamill's a perfect example. I I don't think you necessarily thought after his rookie year or eight games in that this was going to be a guy you re-signed. But guess what? In the NFL, linemen especially, there's big human beings who get bigger, stronger, better able to use what their skill set is, as they grow and develop. And uh, Devon's a perfect example of a guy who, by the time he reached that time for a second contract, he was a guy that this team absolutely thought they needed. And think about what they did, JP, in the offseason. Roy Robertson-Harris, re-sign him, develop in a core. Devon Hamilton the same way. They have veteran guys now, and and Fotokasi didn't come from here, but same deal. Yep. They're three linemen. There's money in those guys 
and there's a lot of stoutness. They believe there's a lot of skill there, especially with Devon and Roy ascending, still getting better. Uh, I think that's the core of their defense. That's where they feel like they have a real strength that you – if teams are running the ball effectively on this team, then I think there's something wrong because they are designed to stop that and get to passing situations. The start of the NFL season is just around the corner, and we can't wait for you to be back at the bank. The Jags host the Miami Dolphins Saturday, August 26th in the preseason finale. Lock in your seats, call 904-633-2000 or visit jaguars.com slash tickets. Final thoughts when we come back and a preview of the hunt. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. I'm right here. Yep. So what is this for again? This is for the, the hunt. hunt. Like That's right. Season, yeah. all, all season, year-long series. Well, there you have it. The hunt coming up tomorrow. And it'll be here all season long. Access you won't find anywhere else to your Jacksonville Jaguars. It should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I did a great job with it. And it's developed over the last couple of years into something uh, that, I, that I really gives fans a real feel for what's going on around here. That's cool. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks is brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury. FieldsAuto.com. So, the Jaguars and the Cowboys coming up Saturday, 5 o'clock Eastern Time kickoff. We'll go on the air on Jaguars Radio at 2 o'clock with the Publix Tailgate Show. And then it's countdown to kickoff at 4 o'clock before the 5.07, I think, official kickoff time. That's no man's land, man. <laughs> right? Uh, I, I hate 8 o'clock starts, but 5 o'clock starts are just messy and... Give me a one o'clock start in the preseason. Get me home. I think the Lions game is early, right? Like it's a one o'clock. It's one o'clock, which, yeah. is, which is good. So, and and are the Cowboys will be laying in wait because they won't like that uh, that little uh, beating the Jaguars put on them in, the, in that twenty one preseason. <laughs> They'll that forget. Huh? Game. Is that how it works? That was the highlight of those first two months, JV. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, all right. So the starters are going to go. Um, a drive or two, depending on how yeah. it goes. And uh, how about the defense? Would you want to see them a little longer? Um, Does it matter to you? Not Now's really. not the time, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. Uh, let them make a few calls. Uh, but don't risk anything right now. I mean, it, you, you've gotten through this so far without anything that seems like it's going to linger. Uh, stick to your plan. I, I'm sure it'll be the same thing with – about two series, and then let's see the young guys. It's their time. Oh, so your writing's been fantastic, by the way, well, on jaguars.com. I, uh, Finally. Every once in a while, <laughs> I throw shot a bone. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'm we, sure he does. We all do, too. Uh, that, check out his writing on jaguars.com, all the uh, camp coverage throughout all our videos on the uh, Jaguars YouTube channel, of course, and the podcast on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. Our thanks to Joe Fortunato on the audio, Brent Reaver on the video side today. For John Osier, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for watching. We'll catch you next Wednesday with another edition of Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. 
Brought to you by the Fields Auto Group.